I suppose we should get going. All right, everybody, stay right where you are. Get the hell out of here. No, you stay here. You got to get going, so go. I'm sorry you came. Time now for stay. Nobody got a gun to your head. Or go. I'll be back. Should I stay or should I go now? Lease busters will get you out of your car lease today. It's as easy as pie. A piece of cake. Avoid penalties and early termination fees. Visit leasebusters.com. Uh, welcome back into Lease Lunch. I'm Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Festchuk with me of the Toronto Star. And uh, the Leafs coming off a 5 1 loss to the Seattle Kraken last night. And it was really a tale of like two halves or one-third and two-thirds, however you want to put it. Maple Leafs, I thought, uh, got off to a great start, and then obviously it did not end well for them. So why don't we break down this one, get to our stays, and get to our goes. And I guess I'll start because I was, you know, the strong first period was something that I did like, that I did want to stay. I, I thought that Toronto had maybe one of their best periods of uh, of the season, and I think yes. Sheldon Keefe actually had those same sentiments here. If we want to play those comments right now, this was Sheldon Keefe on the first period last night. Maybe as good a start as we've had, and, and our good first period as we've had in a long time. Moved the puck extremely well out of our zone. We were in full control of the game, uh, both ways, offensively and defensively. I thought we we handled the neutral zone really well defensively too. But uh, you know, we, we generated six odd man rushes in the first period, and that was a lot all through the most part how we moved the puck coming out of our end. And then we just we didn't get a lot from it. Yeah, you're right, Alex, brother. That was, you know, as good a first period as you could play. And yet, it's 0-0 at the first intermission, which is not yeah. ideal uh, for the Maple Leafs, considering you outshoot the Kraken 9-3. They didn't uh, allow you, a shot until 11 minutes? 11 minutes into was the it game. 11? Okay, yeah. It was okay. one shot attempt, even just one attempt taken in the opening 10 minutes for the Kraken. Yeah. And they didn't get their first shot until about 11 minutes into the into the hockey game. Um, but he, he, he noted the, the zone exits and entries, which is something that I also noted was really strong mm-hmm. in that first period last night and, and throughout the game, really. Then 85% zone exit rate and a 55% zone entry rate, which led to a lot of good scoring chances, especially in that first period. But, you know, I thought that it just, the, the second period and the third, things kind of fell apart a little bit defensively. They didn't get good goaltending either. But that first period, if they were able to replicate that, my thoughts are that would have been a, a dub for the Maple Leafs. Look, yeah, and if I'm if I, we're sticking on stays, and we're not going to have a long list of stays after a five-one <laughs> loss uh, to the Seattle Kraken. But if we're sticking on stays, I was brother. I mean, look, it's a good sign at the very least that the the power play has scored now in four straight games. Their yeah. only goal comes uh, on the power play, uh, a, a nice redirection by John Tavares of a uh, a nice point shot. Uh, well-directed point shot from Mitch Marner in the five-forward deployment that is the bane of every defenseman's existence <laughs> in the uh, in the That's media world. So they're not getting power play time. They're not getting all-star recognition. Being yes. a defenseman in 2023 must be difficult. Difficult times. It's positionless hockey, and guess what? The forwards are more yeah. skilled. Uh, so yeah, that's a good sign. They're they're five for fourteen in their last four games. Uh, after they did slump a little bit there, they were looking they were looking for an answer. And maybe I mean it wasn't lights out last night. There was some times there where the power play did not look like it was clicking, but they did put one in the net. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. You can you can all the process in the world can be great, Al's brother, and it was certainly great in the first period. But as Sheldon Keefe also said, 
you know, it, it, those are the moments where you need a guy to kind of take the game over and, you know, put a stamp on a game and, and say, yeah, here's where we're getting rewarded for our process. They didn't do that in the first period. They didn't do it much of the night. Yeah. Um, I, I also think one positive maybe that's coming out of this 5 forward unit takes a little bit of stress off Morgan Riley because that guy was playing like 25, 26 minutes a night. And mm-hmm. last night he played just over 19 minutes. And maybe if he could be a little bit fresher for playoff time by not having to yeah. play those extra three, four minutes on the playoffs or on the power play every night, maybe that could also benefit his overall game come, uh, come April. So there's another you know, little wrinkle storyline that we can kind of keep track on this five forward power play unit. And, and maybe there's other benefits that, that come with it. Yeah, look, I mean, it's hard to say Morgan Riley's been a problem on the power play because he hasn't. Like they were the they were the no, number one ranked it, power play absolutely. with him quarterbacking it last season, and they and they've they've been really good with him quarterbacking it this season in large part. Uh, obviously, the five forward unit is no comment on Morgan Riley. It, it's a improvisation that come, that came out of the fact that Morgan Riley wasn't in the lineup for those fifteen games. But but I'm with you. Like the only caveat to what you're saying, I was brother, and I agree with you. It's nice to keep. It's nice to keep the minutes down to some degree, but what does it do to his confidence? What does it do kind of mentally if he's not part of that PP1? That's the thing I'd be concerned about with Morgan Riley, especially since, look, he hasn't been great in these four games back. If you're trying to restore him, the swagger and the confidence to his game, because you need confidence to play the type of game he plays where there's always that risk-reward management that you've got to you know, kind of engage in. And if you're kind of doubting yourself, and I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but I'm saying if the fact he's not on the power play isn't isn't helping his confidence, else, brother, if I'm Sheldon Keefe, that concerns me. Uh, lastly, before we move on to the goes, I do want to give a quick shout out to Pontus Holmberg, who I thought actually did have a really good game. Uh, was given a couple of extra shifts in the top six later yeah. on in the game as well, so earning that extra that extra time. We've seen that in the past where Keefe says, "I want to get him an extra shift because he's been yeah. playing so well." So, coach's nice favorite, to see. yeah, coach's favorite. Hey, can't find a mistake in the tape. I was going to say, when does he ever have a bad game? He he plays good games. That's what he does. He does. He had some really good looks in the first period too. Like I thought he he had a real good solid scoring chance. Um, in the first period, but uh, Marty Jones was, was pretty solid over there in the pipes for, he was. for, uh, for the Kraken. And uh, let's get to the goes now from last night. And on the other end of the crease, uh, that can go. The, the goaltending struggles here from both of the attendees for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. I mean, just if we're looking at last night's game in particular, they, they tie it up at one um, on the power play. And then a few moments later, the following shift, you allow a, a really weak goal to Vince Dunn and to me that was kind yeah. of a TSN turning point and you gotta have that like y- you talk about how there's just saves that goalies need to make I mean that's one it-, it goes off your glove and then just trickles into the net and it kind of went downhill from there I- if you look at the expected numbers he allowed 3.77 goals allowed above expected last night uh, probably Matt Murray's uh, I would say maybe his worst game in a Maple Leaf yeah. uniform to this point Fair assumption for sure. And look, uh, my go is of the similar vein, and it's it's uh, let's let's listen to that clip from Sheldon Keefe about uh, the mistakes they made. We made some big mistakes. You know, the the, the breakaway is a big mistake. You can't. This game's already two one. You can't make that mistake. So that's one that we'd like to have back. Aside from that, I you know, I, it's a tough game to play when you're constantly pulling the puck out of your net. So I thought that took the life away from us a little bit, but. I'm not going to overthink that part of the game because it's just a it's a funny game there. We didn't do enough offensively to really gain traction and keep ourselves afloat. 
Yeah, so the big mistakes were the thing that killed him. And obviously there was big goaltending mistakes, some some uh, whiffs from Matt Murray that, that he'd love to have back. But, look, the 3-1 goal is a breakaway. You can't blame the goaltender nope. when McCann gets in there alone. The That's on, on Morgan Riley and, and Mark Sheridaner, who both got caught on uh, various forms of bad pinches, bad gambles, and had the puck coming the other way, fishing it out of their net. There was Look, there was bad plays all around. Justin Hall made an egregious play. Producer Steph pointed out yeah. uh, that uh, that led to a goal where he you know, could have had it out, could have had it up, could have had it to Geo, could have had a, a nice play. Instead, he kind of weakly puts it up the boards, and it leads to uh, a crack in offense that you don't need. I, I thought the 5-1 goal, you know, uh, you know uh, Matthews is there. But he's not there. You know, he was sort of coming back, but he didn't cover the guy in front of the net and, and the crack and score. So there was there was blame to be had all around on a night where the Leafs, obviously, the underlying numbers suggest that the Leafs should have had a much better outcome than a 5-1 loss. Yeah, and uh, the last one quickly before we hit break, my, my last go, having Leaf Games rival international gold medal games when Canada is featured. I yeah. did not like having to, uh, you know, to screen it and... and, and you know, not have full attention on either game. I would prefer if, uh, you know, we could schedule things in a way where we could be able to watch both of the games and give them the attention and respect that they both deserve. So that's yeah. uh, another little little go for me. And I got to go. Like, I really believe that watching Mark Giordano play these past handful of games, yeah. after watching him play, you know, with Morgan Riley out, where it became the de facto number one, he was so great. Uh, he's fallen off a little bit these past few games, and I think it's time to really consider some load management here. You got well, you got uh, Connor Timmins sitting out when he could be playing. They've got to start looking at a rotation here. Let, let's pick up on this on the other side, actually, because if you do sit out Mark Giordano, it does kind of raise questions as to, okay, how do you deploy things?